Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Delane Blazek of Solace, as I stumble my words again, Solace Coaching and Consulting. And they help entrepreneurs, corporate or independent business owners who are looking to grow their sales and revenues without sacrificing their personal lives. Now, that is amazing. I love that. Delane, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me. Oh, you're so welcome. So can you just expand a bit more on that with where your business is today and the kind of people that you'd love to work with? Sure, be happy to. I work with female entrepreneurs who are in the process of either developing their business or looking to break forward to their next revenue goal. And I help them through a couple of different avenues. Sales coaching is why people come to me. They come to me because they want to make more money. They want to double their income. They want to rule Mm. the world. But the reality is I always deploy a holistic mindset coaching layer on top of it. I can't help myself. I'm a clinical counselor by education. That's just kind of what I do. I analyze and overanalyze and all of the things, but there's a lot of mindset work that goes into the sales process. And I always tell my ladies, if you don't have your mind right, you're never going to be able to put your business in order. So we do a lot of work around mindset, which leads to better sales coaching. Love that. So you mean sales coaching isn't just scripts and remembering stuff. There's more to it, right? (laughs) Well, you know, I hate to tell you this, but traditional sales trainings have been created by men for men to be delivered to men. And that just really doesn't work for women. We have a much different mindset of the way that we think, process, and communicate. So we need to deliver that in a different way. And there's nothing wrong with crushing the bro code and getting tons of sales and really moving forward in that direction. But there's a balance of energy there that can be so much more elegant and tactical in the same moment that has nothing to do with these old pipelines or fab statements. When I got into sales, I didn't know any of the statements. I didn't even want to be in sales. I thought that was a horrid career. Um, so someone's like, come up to me and they're like, you know, you've got your fab statement down. You know what you're going to do? I'm like, fab, fab, fabulous, maybe? No, features, advantage, and benefits. Don't you know anything? I'm like, technically, no, I guess I don't. So there's a lot of different philosophies and words and terms, but at the end of the day, sales is about connection. And if Mm. you can make the connection, you can make the sale. I love that you said that. It's the communication, the connection, the relationships that you're building, because I think as a lot of 
solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, when they first start, we don't realize the entirety of the yes that we said it yes to. It's we think we're going to go to the business, do the things that we love to do and that we how we can help change the world. However, to start with, you're wearing every single hat. You are the accountant. You are the marketer. You are the salesperson. You are the fulfillment. There's a lot going on there. So and time and time again, there's all these sales coaches, all these scripts, all these ways of doing things. But what I hear you saying is it's it's the alignment when you can truly align with the way that you can communicate your offer, the way that you can sell. And sales is not a bad word, right? It's not a bad word, right. but it still has some stigma around it. So how do you how do you help your clients to authentically find the best way for them to to communicate on a on a traditional sales call? That's a great question. So one of the first things that we tackle in the program is your sales confidence. And that's broken down into three different components. The first one is self-confidence. The second one is sales knowledge. And the third one is sales delivery. And they're all equally important to get you through to the yes. And everyone thinks it's like one unilateral. Yes, at the end, I'm going to buy with you. But no, it should be a ton of micro yeses that lead up to just a crescendo of the grand finale of, of course, we're going to be working together. You've already said yes to me a thousand times about a hundred different things. How can we not? Um, but it does essentially always start with that sales confidence. First confidence in yourself, getting your mind right, figuring out you know where you typically mm. fall short or feel that you might stumble getting your offer really dialed in so that you know it's very specific and you feel very good that you can deliver the dream outcome that you're promising. And then it's your knowledge. What's your knowledge about your process? Can you recite it in your shower, in your sleep or whatever? And then allowing yourself the cadence to do a delivery justice and don't be afraid of the pauses. So that's my first little thing that we always work on in the program to get the mind right so that you can get the delivery proper. Nice. So traditionally, what do you find is the, the, the belief or the story that your clients are telling or, or, or thinking that is that holds so, so many people back? That's a great question. I always like to open a talk with, hey, ladies, how many of you have ever told yourself, I can't, I shouldn't, or I'm not? And then everyone raises their hands. I'm like, well, guess what? You need to discredit anything that you say after that, uh, because that is a negative automatic thought that's just holding you back. And then I had mm -hmm. one lady and she was so emotional after that happened. I'm like, oh, my goodness, are you OK? I didn't really mean to make you cry. I do have a tendency mm -hmm. to make people cry. Totally not my intention. It's happened all my life. Um, but nonetheless, she's like, I just have been only saying those things to myself as long as I can remember. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely an emotional evolution of the way that they think of themselves and their others, which stems back to their core beliefs. But these, it's so easy to, to not see these. I mean, yeah, we, we know this. We're too close to our problems. We're too close to our situations to see all these things. But to be able to eloquently, as you said, these things, I, I can't, I, I shouldn't. I mean, we, we should all over ourselves all the time. <laughs> like all these things that we, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Great, but to find the, the power of the words, the language matters, words matter. It's what we're telling the universe. It's what we're telling ourselves and what we're telling people around us. So it sounds like the first step for you is to be able to find that confidence and to just cut all the BS, to chop these down and say, hey, 
this is the fuck this is that i think if you only do that surely that is enough to make your your coaching your program your modality worth its weight in gold because that is the essence that is the essence we like to call it like your personal flame don't put your personal pilot light out because no one can light it but yourself and that really stems from circumstances circumstances we all have those are our experiences those are our factual things that happen to us on a daily basis but they become extremely distorted through our lenses so when a circumstance happens the next thing is we have a thought about it good bad or ugly we're going to have a thought and the thought's going to provoke a feeling and the feeling is going to direct our action so if we can interrupt that thought pattern right where from the get-go something happened good bad or indifferent whatever we're thinking about it reveals it into our reality so what type of reality do we really want it's almost like we have to backtrack mm. but so you're, you're right it's all about engineering their life reverse engineering their their work personality because we all wear these these different hats exactly and it does take some practice you know it's not going to happen overnight it takes a good three solid days of really developing and fine-tuning these skills to just learn oh my goodness that was a negative automatic thought and i need to interrupt that mm. and it takes some some doing but over time you can really overcome those negative automatic thoughts and move into your positive automatic thought syndromes. Nice. So how do you, how do you help the ladies that you serve to be able to find themselves, to find their personality within their business and within their, their marketing and sales systems? So I believe that personal and professional images choice it's based on our natural talents and strengths. So by amplifying them and doing what, you know, Dolly Parton always says, figure out who you are and then do it on purpose. Once you do that, no one can ever copy you. No one can ever be the same as you because we own, we all have our own unique individual strengths and talents that are so specific to ourselves. So by looking within is actually how you can figure out how you want to project outside of that. Mm. And then again, what, what kind of barriers do you come up against with um, your students being, you know, lacking the, maybe the visibility, maybe not even being able to see their area of genius. It might be clear to you, but then I can't quite see what they should be doing, how they should be, or the dreaded, why am I different? Why, who, who am I to be doing this? <laughs> That's a great question. I, I like to just have a conversation. Everything starts with a conversation. You get people loosened up. You get to see what they're passionate about. You get to understand the depths of their skill set within their specific niche. And you can also see their shortcomings. Are they saying, and, uh, yeah, really? Or are they unable? I have a lot of female entrepreneurs that say, I'm embarrassed to even say I'm a CEO. Well, why is that? So when you cover these conversations, and start really getting honest. That's a prerequisite for the program. I don't care what you say, just make sure it's honest because you can't say anything that I've not heard before. And once that's revealed to them, they're like, oh, okay, well then I do do A, B, and C. Um, have you ever heard that? And yes, actually I have many times. <laughs> and then they start becoming more real with themselves. And when that authentic shimmer, the glitter around that will really radiate from them. And then they'll be able to share their special with the world. Oh, the authentic shimmer. I like that. <laughs> yes. Well, let's, 
let's let's dig into your authentic shimmer because you, we're talking an awful lot about you know they and what people should do and what your clients should mm-hmm. do. Let's talk about your journey because how did you how did you get into this line of work? How did you start your own company and what did you face along those early days? Sure. So as I mentioned, I started out in life as a clinical counselor. I was a psychotherapist. I helped people, marriage, individual, children. That was the thing. And then I started having kids of my own and learned very quickly that people want to come to therapy on nights and weekends, and you do not want to work nights and weekends when you have small children. So it was time for a change. I had a, a friend who was really in retrospect, probably an acquaintance, but he said to me, you know what? You might be good at sales. You're okay with people. I had been a counselor for a decade, but I'm okay with people. So I might be good at sales. And I have a buddy. He's looking for some sales guys, but maybe you'll do. Go meet with him. So I'm like, I don't want to sell anything. I hate buying cars. This is not my jam. I don't like lying to people. This is bad. Like just oh, those, those nice beliefs guy. around sales. Oh, all of these just... beliefs. Oh, yeah. so I don't want to be that person. So I go meet with a guy, actually a very nice husband and wife team. They start talking about how they want to build their business and they want to commercialize and they don't know how to do it and they don't understand the psychology of their buyers. So I had a really great conversation. Nothing about sales, but they're like, "Will you please work with us and help us sell this stuff?" And I said, "Okay," and that was where it started. Um, right out the gate, sadly. They doubled my income that day just by moving from a counselor income to a salesperson income. It's kind of crazy in retrospect. And it just kept going from there. I was reached out to by several companies after there, fell into the niche of healthcare technology. I started in business development, went all the way to the C-suite, couldn't go any further and decided, hey, you know what? I've developed this modality over 10 years to help people sell a lot better. It's time to share it with the world and really embrace female entrepreneurs been doing that fantastic so fast forward to today there's your there's your legacy story that's how you've been able to do this using the skills the the knowledge and the the drive that you have how have you been able to continue to grow and build based on that modality based on all because it sounds like there's a number of different areas that you could be helping people with so how are we able to focus down and really zero in on where you want to be going So that's a, it's a journey question. So here's the journey answer. I realized that I needed to focus myself on this full time last summer and a lot of things happened last summer. I also turned 50 last summer. So I decided, you know what? I know a lot of things really well. I know how to do these things, but it still seems like something's not quite right. Something's missing. It's not menopause. It's not any of these things that women face. It's just how to create a life by design and how to do that with this program and help these people that I want to serve. So that's where the journey began. And I don't know if you've ever read the book by Shonda Rhimes, The Year of Yes. I realized that I was saying no a lot. And in her book, she illustrates what would happen if I happened to say yes to all opportunities that presented themselves. Well, I can tell you what happened after six months into this year of yes, your life changes. It changes in so many ways you could have never anticipated. And the ripple effects are alarmingly Um, in your face at all times and patterns emerge that you would have not anticipated. So I encourage all of my female entrepreneurs who come to me, that same simple question, I invite you to consider the possibilities of what if you were to say yes instead of no and see what happens. And that's usually where it starts. 
I want to get you back to one thing you just said there. So as you were going through this and all these things started to reveal themselves, what what was scary for you in that moment? The unknown, not having at least four backup plans ready in action that had complete answers, um, just really feeling the fear and doing it anyways. Mm doing it anyway is and that seems to be something that is pivotal with the way you're able to coach and mentor today being able to show authentically from from that experience that you you were terrified you know we're having yes. a plan a b c d and e <laughs> you you are all in and that mm-hmm. is terrifying but you've got the experiential understanding of what what can happen and it's not all buttercups and roses and unicorn farts it is so much more than that yes it's really just walking alongside yourself and not allowing yourself to give up and then gathering the support that you need to ensure that you cannot fail so Mm. it's it's a journey that's for sure but uh you're right it's not all easy but it's all very rewarding and the more you do it the more you get comfortable with it um and it's not that you get more comfortable with it, but you get more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful way of putting that. Being more comfortable with being uncomfortable. So you're you're really flexing your uncomfort muscle. So yes. what, what things are you able to sit in right now and be uncomfortable and still move forward that you would look back even six months ago, a year ago and thought, I can't do that. Um, I think for myself, you know, I've always been able to do the business stuff very easily. So that's not been a concern. It's actually doing less of the business stuff and allowing the life stuff to grow and Mm -hmm. finding balance there within and not having that thought like, I constantly need to be fueling the business. I shouldn't be sitting here. I shouldn't be thinking about that. I shouldn't be having this enjoyment time of whatever I'm carving out for myself. I've got to be putting 150% into this business at all times for it to grow. And that's simply not true. So I just would invite everyone to take a deep breath and try it different one day. Create a different time. Create some time for yourself. Just some secret things that you do and enjoy whatever makes you happy. Um, You will feel more energized and more creative so that when you do put the time into the business, you will be so much faster because you don't have to sit there and labor over for hours and hours. Things will come more quickly. Mm. Yeah, being able to care for for yourself, get yourself into the right frame of mind, drop the brainwaves, use the the neurochemicals to your advantage rather than let them control you. These are all things that we can do. I mean, you mentioned before about changing the thoughts, changing those thoughts at the start, the beliefs, and that has a knock-on effect. Whereas in reality, you can change at any step with that journey. The thoughts, the emotions, the actions, it doesn't matter if it starts with a bad thought or a bad belief. What you've just described there is to be able to control your emotions is that's a key part of it. So whatever it takes to be able to get yourself back in, whether you want to call it a state of flow or relaxation or you know, drop into your creativity um, kind of you know, frame of mind, to have the power to do that is, I think, so impressive and so empowering. Mm-hmm. It is. And, you know, you may not believe this, but I have been called controlling in the past. So um, I don't know if it was like the first four backup plans that clued people into that, but it's actually moving from a need to control the outcome and embrace the experience so that Mm -hmm. the outcome can present itself. 
Nice. Nice. Because who are we to think we can control the outcome? Oh, bless us. We have no control over that whatsoever. <laughs> Focus on things no, we no. can control and influence and just and embrace what, as you said, embrace what comes our way. Embrace what comes our way and know that any outcome is the perfect outcome because it's all part of the learning. Mm. So what is your, as you work with your, your, your clients, when they have those negative results, when they, things don't quite work their way that they thought they wanted, how do you help reframe that and change that perception? So great question. We have this saying in tech, all data is good data. So we're constantly collecting data points and then we're measuring, we're taking baselines, we're knowing what works, we're knowing what don't work. And mm. then we have to assume that everything is not going to work and that's okay. But the fact that you try it, you set some limits around it, it gets you closer to the root diagnosis that you need to go to, which is your success. Mm. And find that alignment and authenticity with that. So once you have those data points, which are so crucial, working out why what is going on there? Why is it not quite working? Why is it doing really well? And then you can find out what's right for, for you, because you know, as you said, this is not a one size fits all for all your, all your clients. Mm -hmm, exactly. And then the data points will tell you, maybe it's not, you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe you just have to make a small adjustment and put it in a different diaper. So it's sometimes just tweaking the small things to allow you to make the big impacts. You mean if it doesn't work, we don't have to just burn it down and start again. I'm trying to stop burning things down. You know, I'm, I'm getting more mature now, right? Now I don't have to start from scratch. Maybe I can just do a remodel. Oh, I love that. Um, right. So how do you surround yourself with people? Because you mentioned the support network a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So we know that you have a support network for your clients, but what does it look like for you, the business owner going through this? Because as a therapist, mindset coach, um, a mentor, you have everything fixed, right? You've got no challenges whatsoever. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally fixed. <laughs> um, things are never fully fixed. Things remind you you're triggered throughout the day. Everyone has these scenarios. To think that anyone would not have a negative automatic thought is just ludicrous. Um, as much work you'd think as I've done on this, I would never question myself on anything. And of course, that's just simply not the case. So for myself, I actually have two coaches. One is focused more primarily on mindset and one is more focused on business growth and acceleration. But I think it's completely valuable and necessary for everyone to have a coach, a support system, someone they can speak with, um, whether it's personally or professionally about their journey. Awesome. I love that. So you've got yourself a couple of coaches there to work in two different areas of your life. The actual business itself, yeah. as you said, it's, it is a person, it is an identity. And then yeah. you, because you are the most important thing within your business as the entrepreneur, as the CEO, as the, the head honcho. Mm -hmm. So you've got these two bases covered. Um, I think as you, as you grew, what was the most important thing for you that, um, is almost like a non-negotiable, if you had to go back, where is the area of growth and where did you find the most help from, um, someone else or something else? I think it's in the beginning when you're looking to establish yourself and be able to understand what the highest value is that you can offer to a very specific part of the market. 
that requires some refining. And it's so nice to be able to do that alongside someone. Otherwise you're gonna be on this like little hamster wheel in your mind and then you'll back it up and you'll go forward and then you'll throw it all out. You'll burn a few things down, um, but it never feels quite right until you can validate it with someone else who possibly has some expertise in the area. So I think once you know where to start, then you can grow and go from there. But if you don't know where to start, it's like you're building a house with no foundation and it's mm -hmm. gonna just drop to quicksand. So I'd say establish a really strong foundation and then just take it one step at a time. Nice. Love that. That is some beautiful sound advice. Um, hey, Delane, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for sharing your story and wisdom and everything that you help your clients to, to go through. It's been so much fun. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. It's been wonderful. You're welcome. If people want to find out a bit more about you and your coaching, where can they find you? So the best way to reach me is my website and it's soullesscoaching.com. Or you can reach me on my free Facebook group, which is sales.soullesscoaching.com backslash group. Super stuff. Well, everyone, if that sounds interesting, go check it out. And again, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.